You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Special Reports on Legal Talk Network. This is Lawrence Coletti. I'm the producer and host for today's show, which is being recorded on location during the ABA Mid-Year Meeting at the George R. Brown Convention Center in downtown Houston, Texas. Joining me now is Aaron Sohasky. He is the chair of the Law Student Division for the ABA. Welcome. Well, thank you, Lawrence. Happy to be here today. Great. No, we're glad to have you. So before we get started, uh, I want to ask you where you go to law school and what year you're currently in. Well, Lawrence, I'm currently a 3L at Western Michigan University Cooley Law School in Auburn Hills, Michigan. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, you know, I'm actually aware of the Cooley Innocence Project there. So they've uh, they've been a guest on one of our shows. I think it was a para, uh, the Paralegal Voice. So we had them on. So we talked with them. So uh, excellent. Uh, great school. Um, let me, uh, let's get into uh, the chair position. So you're the chair your third year. And so I want to know, I mean, because this is a really busy time in your life being a third year in law school, you're looking for, for jobs, you're you know creating opportunities. So tell me about your responsibilities with the ABA and your chair position. Certainly, Lawrence. Well, as a chair, I advocate on behalf of law students. I hear their concerns. I listen to them. And as a board of governors, we vet these concerns, synthesize them, and then put them forth to the greater ABA and to the Board of Governors and our House of Delegates. Great. We talked about this before, but to refresh my memory, how many members do you have in your group? So currently we have 35,000 law students that are members of the Law Student Division. Okay. A lot of participation. You guys getting a lot from your members? or? So we have obviously our leadership positions. We have our 65 liaisons as well as our Board of Governors, which consists of our 15 circuit governors. And then we have an executive board, which the chair heads uh, the executive board and the Board of Governors. We also have student competitions, uh, most notably actually happening this week in Houston. We have our negotiations competition, and uh, the final rounds are actually going on today, and they're coming to a conclusion at 6.30 this evening. Okay. Do you have any early favorites? I have, I have to, to, I have spot, to advocate for my law students, so I lo- like them all. Okay, fantastic, fantastic. So uh, because the name of your group is a law student division, I want to ask you, how long can someone be a member? Well, Lawrence, they can be a member from day one that they walk into an ABA-accredited law school till the day they pass the bar. So the whole life cycle of law school from contracts and torts all the way through bar study until you pass the bar. Great. So now I know we talked a little bit before the interview. I want to save the interpretation 305-2 for later, but I wanted to get into your general programs and member benefits. Mm -hmm. So uh, tell me a little bit about that. What's being offered in 2013 and 2014? Absolutely. So most notably, our our flagship publication is the Student Lawyer, and Student Lawyer provides a great opportunity for law students across the country to be able to become published. might not be law review or law journal. However, it's the opportunity to take a stance on an issue and make sure that the law student population is aware of it through the student lawyer. Additionally, we have our competitions. We have our leadership positions. We also have our fall circuit meetings and our spring circuit meetings that law students can participate in. There's opportunities all throughout your law school career, and you can be as active as you want to be, and we'll always have a place for you. Oh, great. Uh, tell me a little bit more about the competition. You told me about one, mm-hmm. but let's uh, let's hear about some more of them. Well, we have our arbitration competition. Oh, uh, wow. Mm-hmm. Arbitration. Yes. Great. Mm-hmm. great. Uh, we have our client counseling competitions. Then we have our negotiations competitions. Uh, and so there's regionals, and then there's the finals for each of those. Uh, and they take all across the country. 
we have many law students that participate in, in these from all over the country and even Canada in these events. Okay, and uh, a little bit about the demographic of, uh, of your membership. Is it uh, every ABA credits? Is it only ABA credit schools? I guess is my first question. Well, according to our bylaws, you have to be a member of an ABA accredited law school. Okay. So consequently, all of our members go to an ABA law school. Gotcha. And then across that, because i got to ask this question, I'm so curious, uh, is it uh, primarily Tier 1, Tier 2, or Tier 3? I don't have the uh, membership and marketing reports right sure, in front sure. of me. However, I will say that we find that we have greater involvement from uh, the Tier 2 and Tier 3 schools currently. However, we're trying to break into the Tier 1 market as well. So all law students can recognize the value of the law student division, and so we can have the most diverse membership possible. So and I think it's fantastic that you guys have uh, leadership while you're in law school. I think that's one of the things that uh, coming through law school, I think it's very important for attorneys to be to uh, get that kind of training. I think it's fantastic that you guys bring in students into that role. Uh, but it's you know can be a tricky spot because once you graduate, you get busy, you're getting your job, you got to move depending on what uh, part of the state you want to uh, or what part of the country, what state you want to practice in. And so I guess one of the questions I have is because you know. You're basically a member until you pass the bar and become a licensed attorney. Um, what is your succession plan like for that? How do you guys manage the flow of leadership uh, year to year? Well, number one, we always want law students to remain involved in the American Bar Association. So we're the beginning of the life cycle. We're the pipeline, and our goal is to make sure that as law students, you then tra- uh, transition on into the Young Lawyers Division. The way we've established that currently is that all three L's receive membership in the Young Lawyers Division. It was a new pipeline initiative that actually got passed with the previous Board of Governors, with the Law Student Division. And then, once you're a barred attorney, you also have your first year in the Young Lawyers Division paid for. So you get that for free as a member benefit. Um, As far as our board structure goes, though, it is difficult because obviously we're turning over our entire board every single year. So what are we to do? And of course, we're abreast that we could lose institutional knowledge. So what our bylaws have set up is an advisory council. And this advisory council is typically the immediate past executive board headed by the immediate past chair. And what the advisory council does is we work in advocacy issues for law students in the greater legal community. So currently, we have a couple attorneys that sit on the advisory committee as well from outside the American Bar Association Law Student Division. We actually, One of those members is in the House of Delegates. The other member is actually from the Law Practice Division. So they also serve as a, a different set of ears when advocating to the new board. Great. So now we're at ABA's mid-year meeting. It's 2015, <laughs> and so you're the current chair. I wanted to ask you what's coming in 2015 and 2016. Lots of change going on, Lawrence. Uh, The American Bar Association Law Student Division, we've had a a similar model um, for the past 15 years or so, and we want to become more accessible for law students. Um, We have 35,000 law students. That's great, but we want to make sure we're more accessible to all law students. So what we're looking at currently right now, and this is in the works with the American Bar Association, so I can't confirm or deny just yet, but... That's a great lawyer answer, by the way. I love it. I love it. (laughs) My 1L professors would be proud, right? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. But we're looking at uh, how we can 
create free law student membership. So making sure that the moment you walk through the door, the moment you sit down in your contracts class, you're also a member of the law student division and you'll have a friend of the law student division all the way until you take that bar exam and pass the bar exam. And then we want to make sure you stay a friend of the law student division. And so we're going to give you your first year Young Lawyers membership for free. And we hope that you can continue a lifelong path of service and leadership with the American Bar Association because the experience I've received, as a, from a personal note, I come from no legal background in my family. I, I'm the first person in the family to become an attorney. So uh, the Bar Association has just opened my eyes to such amazing individuals that have groomed me and helped me through the process and just taught me what it means to not only be a lawyer, but be a leader in the profession. Great, great. So now you're uh, you're graduating. When are you graduating? I'm graduating in December of 2015. So 2015. I, have, I have a few months left. Okay, I got you. I got you. So um, once you graduate, uh, what state are you going to take the bar in? So most likely taking the Michigan bar. Uh, and I actually work full-time. I'm a part-time law student. So oh gosh, I will be... Busy schedule, huh? <laughs> and all the traveling with the uh, law student division. It makes it... Uh, Challenging, but it's. Uh, I'm glad I have a Google Calendar to look at. Yes, <laughs> so, yes, comes in handy. It does, it does. But plan on starting to study in January uh, and continuing to work full time, and then I'm going to be taking the July bar. So I've talked to some individuals. I've, I've heard it's manageable to be able to compartmentalize it like that. So hopefully, elongating the study plan will work while uh, continuing to work. Have you picked an area of law to practice in? You know, I'm. Up in the air as to what practice area that I'm most interested in. However, I will say that I have a liking towards estates, wills, trusts, and really focusing on that elder law concentration uh, as of right now. But as you know, uh, when going through law school, you thought you were one year, you thought you were going to be this, and then totally different pathway happens. So whatever comes... We'll roll with it. I have to be honest. I, I didn't know what I wanted to do after my first year. It wasn't until uh, I think halfway through my second year I finally picked my path. It just took me a little longer than some. But I guess some people get to the third year and still don't know. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, I guess I was fortunate for that. But I uh, want to ask you a question uh, similar to the ones I've been asking everybody. I've been interviewing the uh, the chairs of the different uh, sections and divisions here with the ABA. And, uh, you know, this is a reason for people to get involved. So part of the reason that Legal Talk Network is here is our audience is uh, comprised of mostly legal professionals, and we want to include uh, law students in that mix. And so uh, any law students that are out there listening, I'd like you to, to tell them. And that some of this, I saw you talking with um, uh, a chair-elect to the Law Practice Division, Mr. Tom Bolt. And so obviously for you, it's building some, some great connections, and you're mm-hmm. getting some education there. But uh, if you could reach out to the law students right now, which you're doing, hopefully, uh, what would you tell them? What what is so valuable about being involved with the ABA, in particular, the, uh, the, the law student division? Well, when you look at the value proposition of the law student division, obviously we have the tangible member benefits, such as the student lawyer. But I find the real value in the leadership connections that one can make in the law student division. Now, that obviously means you have to potentially go outside your comfort zone and talk to some big-name legal professionals. The individuals I meet at these conferences, Lords, are incredible. These are the trailblazers of the bar that I'm getting to speak to and have a personal conversation with that I wouldn't necessarily have if I went to a local bar association for a mixer. Sure, that serves its purpose, but 
to have connections with people in California or New York, Hawaii, the Virgin Islands, I can say confidently that I could call on anybody in these United States and I would know a lawyer from one of those states because of the connections I made with the American Bar Association. So I save what I think is the best question for last. Now, you and I had a little pregame before this interview, and uh, we talked a little bit about the uh, one of the projects you've been working on, Interpretation 305-2. Okay, tell us about that. Okay, so Interpretation 305-2 is an accreditation standard that law students or law schools have to abide by currently. And, and this is paraphrasing, but the gist of it is that if you are in an externship and receiving academic credit, you cannot currently get paid. We are trying to strip Interpretation 305-2 away from law schools so they would have the option to allow their students to get paid for credit and receive the academic credit as well as the pay. So we've been working diligently on our advocacy issues, reaching out to law school deans, working with our opposition and hearing their concerns and trying to come to an amenable agreement. So it's been an amazing opportunity. Um, it's really gained a lot of traction and really has made people listen to the law student division and it's kind of brought our division to a lot of influential bar leaders. So it's, it's been amazing to be at the forefront of that this year. Yeah, I really like that project of yours. I mean, uh, the APA definitely, uh, you know, leader in law, you know, mm-hmm. changing the law. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in turn, changing the country, too, with its, uh, you know, with, with all the programs that it has. But I, I, love that, uh, I love that the law student division is focusing on the interests of law students before they become lawyers and uh, helps you get through there. And I think that's wonderful, uh, the program you're working on there, the uh, interpretation of uh, uh, 305-2. Well, it looks like we've reached the end of our program today. Uh, I want to thank our guest, uh, Mr. Aaron Sohasky. He's the chair of the uh, Law Student Division for joining us. Well, thank you for having me, Lawrence. I appreciate being here on Legal Talk Network. And if our listeners want to get in touch with you and ask some more questions about your section, how can they reach you? Uh, absolutely. Uh, my email is uh, S Sam, O-H-A-S-K-I-A, at gmail.com. So Sohaskia at gmail.com. And feel free to email me at your convenience. Fantastic. Well, this has been another edition of Special Reports. I'm Lawrence Coletti. Until next time, thank you for listening. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.